Discover how you can live a glorious and supernatural life through the teachings of Reverend Dr. Kwaja Bwatenbempa. Reverend Dr. Kwaja Bwatenbempa is the senior pastor and visioneer of Holy Hill Chapel, Assemblies of God. An anointed, energetic, and practical teacher, this servant of God will inspire you with practical teachings of the Word of God that will inspire, refresh, energize, and bring healing to your body, soul, and spirit. Now to today's message. It is our year of supernatural growth, no limitation. Wow, the Lord has been so good. Papa, thank you for this opportunity. We'll be hearing our testimonies. Bible says, and we overcame by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimonies. As we share the testimony, I want you to listen carefully and ask or task God to do the same for you. Amen. We begin with the brother, MacLord, who says, healed of severe headache. He says, on Tuesday, 20th June, 2023, I started suffering a severe headache, which persisted throughout the week. I informed my brother, who is a medical doctor, and he prescribed a medicine for me. I got the medication, yet the pain did not stop. He again prescribed a very strong painkiller for me, which even contained tramadol, and even that could not stop the pain. On Sunday, 25th June, 2023, I came to see Daddy, and he prayed for me, rebuking spirit of headache and migraine, and I believed. Two days later, the right side of my head started aching so much it felt as though my head was being hammered. This lasted for about three hours, and that was the end of the affliction. That was the end of the affliction. I bless God for healing me through his servant. This morning, you'll be healed in Jesus' name. Sister Helen says, healed of burning sensation in legs. She says, for two weeks, I experienced a burning sensation in my legs. My friend, who is a holy healer, constantly invited me to church, and I always refused the invitation. But on Tuesday, 27 June 2023, which was the last day of the 100 days of prayerism, I honored the invitation. During the praise session, I sat on the floor and praised God. As the man of God started declaring healings whilst we praised God, I had an encounter, which is like a vision. In which a man with a bowl of water washed my legs. I testify to God's glory that after this encounter, I have not felt the burning sensation again. I thank God for this supernatural encounter and healing. Truly, God is in this place. Hallelujah. Sister Benedicta says, supernatural provision of over 500 Ghana cities. Let's celebrate Jesus for this miracle she says after finishing my final practicals in nursing school i got a part-time home nursing job on friday 23rd june 2023 which was my last day at the job i was going to be paid the following day but whilst at work that day i trusted god for provision because i did not have any money as i attended to one of my patients her daughter called from the U.S. and thanked me for taking care of her mother. To the glory of God, she sent me over 500 Ghana City after the call. 
I thank God so much for this miracle. It was a timely intervention. You understand if you have never been broke before. And so this lady wants to thank God. Let's celebrate with her. Sister Erica says, divine academic excellence. She says, I registered for a course but could barely understand anything taught throughout the semester. Mercy. I earnestly prayed to God to come through for me because my strength failed me. As I prepared for the exams, the Holy Spirit prompted me to solve past questions instead and I obeyed. Surprisingly, the exams questions had most of the things learned in the past questions. To the glory of God, when the results were released, only two people had an A, and I was one of them. Wow. Somebody who did not understand anything. I give glory to God for this academic excellence. That will be your portion this morning in Jesus' name. Finally, Brother Ebenezer says, supernatural provision. And I tap into this. During the 100 days of prayer journalism, I participated faithfully in the fasting and prayers, believing God to provide for my needs as I prayed for the promotion and growth of his kingdom. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God came through for me. During the fasting, I received an iWatch, an AirPod, an HP laptop, a microwave, a toaster, an electric iron, a standing air conditioner, a large box of baby diapers, and many other things as gifts free of charge. I have received gifts before, <laughs> but not as much as I did in such a short period. I thank God for his provisions. Glory be to Jesus. This morning as we celebrate Jesus, God will provide for you what you haven't even thought of. Let's celebrate Jesus one more time. Thank you, Jesus. We have a mandate this month to go out to rescue a soul from going to hell. I'm gone.
Thank the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We give you glory. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Everybody standing here, the grace of God has located you. Thank you, Jesus. And brought you into the kingdom. Hallelujah. We bless God for that wonderful testimony. Wow. But we are yet about to see greater blessings. Mm. 
Sometimes when the devil is working, you don't know he's working for you, so you'll be complaining. Ooh. A man has built a house full of church for them. Maybe if they, they were told to build, they won't build swimming pool. Every enemy working behind the scenes. On their background, and they look as if they are winning. Oh. I tell you, they are not winning. They are oh. working for you for free. Hallelujah. And by the time, the time is over, God will turn the victory in your direction. Lord. Tell your friend, don't get worried. Don't get worried. We win all the time. We win all it doesn't matter how you are feeling or what. We win all the time. All the time. We win all the time. All the time. Thank Nobody you. serves Jesus and goes backward. Yes, sir. Jesus does not lead backward; mm. he leads forward. Hallelujah! Glory to God. And you, you heard the, the Tennessee testimony. Our church has been chosen as an African model in America. Da, 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 da. Wow! I was there when the white people came. So they say they are visiting us in March. Ten of them leaders, because the church is. <laughs> you know, America check doesn't it doesn't bubble like that. I tell you, more than 16 nationalities. Ghana form with Momia Kakrebi. But we didn't send them there to go and do Ghana check. We send them there to go and reach the people who live in that place. Very soon, everything God has ordained for you to do will be a hundred percent success. Father, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. We bless you today. Yes, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Amen. And let somebody shout, Amen. Amen. Jesus is a shining star. You can't follow him and be a demon star. It's a revelation. So today, let me tell the men four things they should do before I start preaching. The rule of a man is not to be chasing girls and shooting wrong bullets. Number one, a man is a life giver. Matthew chapter 1, verse 1 and 2. The book of Matthew talks about the genealogy of Israel, and no woman's name is mentioned there. The book of the generation of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Continue, verse 2. And it said, Abraham begat Isaac. We don't have a womb, but we are getting pregnant and giving birth. Abraham begat Isaac. In other words, Abraham gave birth to Isaac. Isaac gave birth to Jacob. And Jacob gave birth to Judah. So a man is a life giver. You are not a life taker. So you don't carry people for rituals to kill them, to destroy them. A man gives life. A man does not commit abortion. If you are committing abortion, you are a life taker instead of being a life giver. And so be careful if you are a man. God expects you to be a life giver. Out of you, life comes out. It also means that wherever you go and things are not working, you help things to work. You give life. Number two, the man is a provider. It's a very short message for all the men. A man is a provider. You provide food, clothing, and shelter. Hmm? First Timothy 5, 8. So if you are here and your wife is taking care of you, pray to God. That's not your, that's not your ministry. That's some men, they are very happy that their women are taking care of them. 
a lady continue to take care of you one day she will take you out be careful pray to god for breakthrough so that they can help you at the beginning but it shouldn't be forever that is not a woman's work first timothy 5 8 says that if a man does not provide for his own household he is worse than an infidel in other words he's like an unbeliever if any provide not for his house so make sure that even if you're a man and your wife is richer than you don't take advantage still give your chop money put the money give what you can give the women they are magicians they can do all kinds of things even if the money is not enough they can magicalize the money and they can do three food in a day for you but some men take advantage oh mama is there they won't give anything at all that is wrong so every man must provide number three the man is a priest you lead your family to worship you lead your family you shouldn't stay in the house whilst your wife is carrying the children to church something is wrong when the lady is calling them to prayer you are reading magazines something is wrong first samuel chapter one verse one to three the bible talks about a man called elkanah now there was a certain man of ramatafazim of mountain Ephraim and his name was Elkanah the son of Jeruham the son of Elihu the son of Toby the son of whatever whatever verse 2 and he had two wives and the name of one was Hannah and the name of the other was Peniha Peniha had three children but Hannah had no child look at verse 3 this man went up out of his city yearly to worship the Lord and to sacrifice the man who carried the whole family to church carry the whole family so every man here your responsibility is to lead your people to jesus christ don't let children choose what they want to do children cannot lead themselves and they are not supposed to lead themselves this is what europe has done america did and today children have become adults and they are all getting mad all over the place children are supposed to be led by their fathers and a father must be strong if you see something is wrong, say it's wrong. Some of the children, when you tell them that it's time to choose the subject, they want to choose something. You just watch a movie. What do you want to be? Say, I want to shoot a gun. He doesn't know what he's talking about. The father must be able to say, no, you're not going to do that. This is what you're going to do. And be strong. Elkan and let the people to worship. The man should not be watching football whilst people are going to church. When we say the last one, God is going to judge all of us, the men, based on this. God is going to judge us because a man has responsibility. You must, you are the priest. You are a father, provider, a priest that leads a family to worship. Number four, you are a disciplinarian. A man must discipline. In 2 Samuel chapter 2, verse 22 to 25, God blamed prophet Eli for the wrongdoing of his children. Because of that, all of them died the same day. God blamed prophet Eli for the wrongdoing of his children. And so every man must make sure you use the Bible to guide your children. If they are wrong, they are wrong. No matter how their mother will cry or their mother will whatever. Because sometimes women want to pamper the children. So most children like their mothers than their fathers. It's not because our faces don't look nice. Because of discipline. And so it is very, very important that a man must become a disciplinarian Otherwise, if your children turn out to be a curse, like the guy we were watching the other time, you see, if the children turn out to be a curse, God will blame you. He said to Eli, 
for the sins that you knew your children were doing and you did not talk to them. You did not discipline them. I'm bringing a curse on your family. I said you'll be a priest forever, but from today, you are no more priest. Your children will beg and there will not be an old man in your house. Everyone will die prematurely. What did Eli do? He didn't do anything. It was the children. So, children's misbehavior can be blamed on the father. So, make sure if you are a father, you become a disciplinarian. The whole priesthood left Eli's house because of his two sons who were fornicators, who were thieves, and they were doing all sorts of bad things. And the Bible said, Eli knew and he did not stop them. And so a father is a life giver, a provider, a priest, and a disciplinarian. Lift your hands, let's pray for all fathers. Pray for every father. And all the ladies, pray for your husbands. Yes. Some women, they are always opposing the husband. So there is no authority in the house. As a man is saying this before the children, she's also standing there and saying something different. So the children are confused. The children are divided. So it's very, very, very important. Let's pray for all fathers that they will stand strong so that we are going to have better families, Christian families, disciplined families, family with direction and vision. Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus. We pray for all the men. Father, let all these four attributes become the portion of every man in Holy Hill Chapel. In the mighty name of Jesus, bless the men with vision, bless the men with provision, Bless the men with courage to discipline and bless the men with spirituality so we can lead all our families to heaven. In the name of Jesus, we pray with thanksgiving and somebody shout, God bless all men. No, 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 no. I didn't hear it. Somebody shout. Okay, now, let's go to today's message. Our team is... Everybody must bring somebody to Jesus. But under that subtopic, we are looking at somebody's salvation depends on you. Can you tell the one sitting beside you, somebody's salvation depends on you. Say it with passion. Pa, pa, passion. Everybody sitting in this room, even though Jesus died for us, he used a human being to save you. The world is in trouble. Romans 8, 20 to 21. The Bible is speaking. For the creature was made subject to vanity. Not willingly. But by reason of him. Who has subjected the same in hope. Next verse. Because the creature itself. Shall be delivered. From the bondage of corruption. Into the glorious liberty. Of the children of God. Now go back to verse 19. For the endless expectation of creature waited for the manifestation of the children of God. Now, what the scripture is basically talking about is that the whole world is in trouble until God's children rises up. Everything is not working. Trouble everywhere, including both living and non-living things are experiencing anguish why the children of god must rise up with what and bring the good news the endless expectation of creature human beings animals gadgets everything because 
when a good man goes to a place, everything works. When a godly man is in the place, everything works. So the whole creation is groaning. Young girls are groaning for men that can help them without sleeping with them. Companies are groaning for men that will rule over companies without stealing the money. Nations are groaning for leaders who will lead without making the coffers empty. The whole creation is groaning. And the only people that can do that are the children of God. The sons of God. They are children of light. So wherever they rule, darkness cannot cover. So the whole world is in trouble. Why? The enemy is vicious, number one. He's very wicked. Number two, his days are numbered. We are the ones who doesn't know that time is close. Lucifer knows. His time is very short. So what is he doing? Trying to kill so many people. So that they go to hell. Look at coronavirus. Look at other viruses. The devil is busy sending men to hell. And they are going under heavy traffic. The enemy is vicious. His days are numbered. He is killing and destroying souls with intensity. He is killing and destroying souls with intensity. So the world needs saviors. Everybody sitting here, you are a savior. You may not know it, but I will explain to you. Jesus is not the only savior. He turned us into saviors. He showed us the way. Bought us by his blood. Paid the price. And send us to go tell everybody. To go introduce them. That salvation is free. So Obadiah 121 says. And saviors. Look at that word. Shall come up on mountain Zion. Zion is the church. So out of Zion. Saviors are rising up. The word savior here is deliverer. People who deliver men. From the bondage of sin. Who will deliver men from depression? Who will deliver men from going to hell? By telling them, Saviors as not a savior. Jesus is the savior. His brothers and sisters and sons are saviors. So when he was going, he said, go into all the world and preach the gospel. He came preaching. Jesus did not come to do all the things others are doing. God had the only one son. He sent him to preach the gospel. And he's sending all of us in our different places of work to continue the work. We have a message of hope for a dying world. We are God's representatives. 2 Corinthians 5, 18 to 20. To where Christ was in God, reconciling the world unto himself. And he has given us a ministry of reconciliation. Yeah, you are ambassadors of Christ. So we are representing him. So if you are a savior, we are saviors. If we sleep, men will die. If we keep quiet, many will go to hell. This week in America, in Las Vegas, LA, Los Angeles, they are holding a sports activity in a stadium. And they decided that during the sports, they will break and honor some gay groups. Then, the Christians in the city Catholic bishops, other Christians gathered en masse and went and blocked the door to the stadium 
So the football match couldn't come on. You see, the church has been sleeping. The day they rose up, all the gates scattered from the place. It's time for the church to rise up. Most of the time, righteous men are too quiet. And so you look as if there is no goodness in the system. Most of the time, righteous men are too quiet. When they were debating this LGBT, whatever, there's this man called Sam George. I like the man. Stood up. Quote these scriptures. Because listen to me. If the scripture is not reference, you have no reference point. The whole world has no reference point. If we put the Bible aside, because it is only the Bible that shows us what is wrong and what is right. You don't like it, carry your problem, go. Stood up with scriptures, with analysis. And today even Americans are clapping for him. Americans are saying, ah, that man stood up. And why? Because he's a believer. The light of God is in him. Others don't know as much as we know when we look into this book. May you be the New Testament Gideon that will rise up. That will rise up. We must do everything possible to save our world. Jesus is shedding tears every day. If you have ever seen him. Anytime you meet Jesus and he's talking about the way human beings are galloping to hell. Millions. Millions. Millions, uncountable. Totum, 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 totum. Anytime you are going for a funeral, what do you think? Do you ask yourself, this person that have died, where is he going? The tears of Jesus must touch our heart. We must obey the Great Commission. Our obedience to the Great Commission is the only hope of the world. Men are walking in darkness and they don't know where they are going. John 12, 35 says, those who walk in darkness do not know where they are going. I've asked most of the leaders of other religions. When you ask them, when you die, where will you go? Then they'll be looking at you. When you die, when you go, they say, maybe, maybe, maybe. And Jesus answers that question here. Then Jesus said unto them, yet a little while is the light with you. Walk whilst ye have the light, because very soon the light is going to be taken away. One day, when the rapture happens, the light is gone. Then he said, least darkness come upon you. For he that walketh in darkness, knoweth not whether he goes. So everyone who have missed Jesus, they may fight, they may defend, they may kill to defend their lies and deception. But once they are not on the path with Jesus, they don't know where they are going. Sometimes people are like, leave everybody to do whatever you want to do. Leave everybody to worship whatever you want to worship. When you lose passion, this is the way you talk. But when you begin to know that Jesus is the way, the truth and the life, you won't tell people that there are many ways of going to God. Are you quoting scripture or you are quoting your brains? John 14 says, I am the way, the truth and the life. No matter how fine they look, no matter how intellectual they look, no matter how powerful they look, if they are not following Jesus, they are walking in darkness. And Jesus said, he that walketh in darkness, knoweth not where we are going. But I can boldly say, if I die now, I'm on my way to hell. I can boldly say so. Other people can say, if you like this week, find anybody in any other religion and ask them, when you die, where are you going? Confusing a lot. Confusing a lot. 
And so he has sent us to go announce to them. He has sent us. And we must go and go on time. Great man of God, Carl F. H. Henry said, The gospel is only good news if it gets there in time. The person you don't talk to today will become obituary tomorrow. The person you don't preach to today may die next week. So when you are walking and God gives you opportunity, you are in a taxi, you are in a truck, somebody come to your shop and there is a staring. Talk to this person. Don't say, ah, another person. Hey, the gospel is only good news when it gets there on time. When Michael Jackson was going to do his last celebrated 50th day European tour. I was in London and I looked at the O2 Arena. It was the center for that activity. They sold tickets all over Europe. People have bought tickets in months. They are coming to London to celebrate. And then a man of God sent a message to Jackson. Come and see me. I have a message for you. And his administrator replied, the man of God. Jackson is going to do his 50th anniversary concert, 50 years anniversary concert. When he finished, he will come. He never finished and he never came because he died before the concert. He died before the concert. So the harvest field is ripe. We must put in the sickle and harvest now because people are descending into hell every second as the clock ticks. People are descending into hell. They are going. And so John 4 35. From the TPT version. He read it so nicely. The King James is saying, you know that whatever. Five, but let's read from this place. As the crowd emerged from the village. Jesus said to his disciples. Why will you say. The harvest is another four months away. Look at all the people coming. Now is the harvest time. Their hearts are like vast fields of reaping grain ready for harvest ready for harvest there must be a sense of urgency in going for after souls the soul you do not go for today may die tomorrow before you get there many years ago a woman was frying pancake and as she was frying the pancake the holy ghost said mama carry your bottle of oil go to hospital room number 10 there is somebody there I want you to minister to. He said, Jesus, can you give me five minutes? I want to fry pancake. The lady took her time, finished the pancake. He did not only fry it. She sat down to eat it. After that, she carried the bottle, ran to the hospital. As soon as she got there, the door was slammed behind and he went inside. And here lies somebody who just died three minutes ago. And they were using white cloth to cover that pancake five minutes delay has sent somebody to hell. Court Van Scuba said, Our God of grace often gives us a second chance, but there is no second chance to harvest a ripe crop. <laughs> there is no second chance when the crop is ripe and you let it fall. There is no second chance of harvesting it. So let us go. Our offices, our schools, eh? our houses, in our families. Let's go and go now. Oh, the evangelists of the byways 
and the highways. Oh, the Reverend John Wesley said, untold millions are still untold. You have only one business on earth to win souls. Will you tell somebody, you have only one business on earth to win souls? Say it with some power. Abba. You have only one business on earth. All that we are doing are second, second hand businesses. To win souls. And Baba Oedipo said, let Jesus employ you in his business and no business employer can reject you. Wow. Let Jesus employ you. In other words, when you become a soul winner, all doors open. You never get to any place where you have been rejected. When you allow Jesus to employ you, no business employer can ever reject you. We must all recognize that the most valuable thing to God is the soul of a man. You see, some of you come to church, eh? But you see, even you, you don't value your soul more than things around you. How? My accommodation is the most important thing. My education is the most important thing. My money is the most important thing. Yesterday, somebody sent me something. A young man took a young lady to a hotel for ritual. The lady thought the man was going to sleep with her and give her money. He used her for ritual. By the time the hotel people heard and they came, he has put one egg here, one egg here, one egg here. They said, what are you doing to that lady? He said, the lady is asleep, but I can't wake her up. They started beating this boy. Wake her up! Wake her up! Wake her up! He said, this candle that you see burning, the day you finish burning, this lady will die. And they began to beat the young guy. He ran mad completely from the hotel and the, the lady also died. People are looking for money. They are not looking after their souls. People are looking to feel good. Now, I have good news for you. If you want to feel good, then heaven must be your destination. Who oh, somebody say, if you want to feel good, then heaven must be what? Your because see, this earth is being managed by people. They can't give you 100% goodness. Never, 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 never. I was telling somebody the other day, even if everything is well with you, it's not well with your friends. It's not well with a loved one. So no matter what you do, there is a sorrow somewhere. Sometimes you yourself, things are busting forth. Everything, ah, then they call you, oh, your auntie is sick. So this is not a place to look for perfect satisfaction. But there is a place where there is no tears, there is no death, there is no, that is what Jesus has promised us. So it is buffoonery to decide that this earth is what you want to possess. To decide that this earth is what you want. Okay, pastor, why is God blessing us? He's blessing us to be a blessing. He blesses us to redeem men from their troubles and their predicament. But the greatest blessing is that one day we are going to make it to heaven. The most valuable thing to God is the soul of a man. And it must also be the most valuable thing to you. That's why if somebody gives you a work and that work will take you to hell, tell them, I'm not going to do it. Take your job. I'm not going to do it. It will give you a billion dollars. And it will let you miss heaven. I'm not going to do it. Yesterday, somebody showed me the latest watch of Mayweather, the boxer. It's 80 million. 80 million dollars. And it is, it, is, it is diamond that they've cut and they've arranged it. Like that. Make 80 million dollars. You shake your hands like this. 
He can let somebody win election. The whole nation. Somebody is wearing it. You see, it makes you see the uselessness of money. Because those people, they disgrace money. Don't follow such things. Follow your soul. Don't get into one marriage that will send you to hell. It's better you jump out. No opportunity that take your soul to hell must ever be considered. No, not one of them. No opportunity. You are now born again serving God. Then you are now deciding to become a little agent. Abba. Your soul. Your soul. Your soul. Now let me tell you something. Even if they give you all the things in this life, you can't even finish using them. You can't even... Pastor David just talked to us about a bedroom. Look at him. Slim man. How many bedrooms can he occupy? Most of these beautiful houses built by people living in Europe, some of them have never even stepped into their own house. They will be like that or they will die. They will die there. And other nephews will fight over the property. All they have to say, I have a house. I have a house. I have a house. Have they ever enjoyed it? So anything that will stand in the place of your soul, sacrifice it for your future. And so, if the soul of man is the most valuable thing, then all of us must pursue after souls. And so what are we supposed to do? Number one, every believer must join the battle for souls. Soul winning is battle. Why are people not going to church? Somebody's holding them. Why are people not going to church? Evil spirits are holding them. And now, why must Christians pray? We pray because of evil spirits. You see, what you, some of you don't know that. The whole world is occupied by evil spirits. There are more evil spirits than human beings. So without prayer, you cannot penetrate through. So every believer must join the battle. Don't sit idle whilst we are winning souls. David ran into difficulty because he refused to go to war at the time of war. Second Samuel 11 verse 1. The Bible said when it was time for kings to go for war, David stayed in his palace. He got a major problem. He sent people to go. He, he will not go. He got a, that's when the temptation of Beersheba came in. All kind of believers are not so winners. When you start winning, so you become spiritual. So don't sit idle when we are going. You will encounter problems. If you decide not to go when we are going. Jeremiah 48.10 talks about the curse that comes from people who withdraw their soul from battle. Curse be he doeth that doeth the work of God deceitfully. And can't be he that keep it back his soul from blood. Right now, we have declared this man a soul winner. Have you won a soul? Don't take your soul out. We are all at the battlefield winning souls. When you take your soul out, which means that you are not engaging in the battle. The Bible says, curse be upon you. No curse will come upon any holy healer here. Number two, every believer is personally responsible for someone's salvation. Every believer. Why? You know somebody I don't know. I know somebody you don't know. So their burden cannot be my burden. It is your burden. All your friends, their burden is your burden. Every believer is 
personally responsible for saving a particular person. So if you fold your hands, that person will go to hell and his blood will be charged against your name. There are people only you can save. One of my people that used to work for me, those days when you look at the DP, the person will write, a dispensation of the gospel is committed unto me. My God. So, what is a dispensation? A dispensation of the gospel committed to you means you are a steward over somebody's soul. First Corinthians 9, 16 and 17. If Henry will not stand up, if now will not stand up, you are responsible for certain people's salvation. If you don't do, nobody will do it. They will go to hell. That's what we call a dispensation. If Mama Evelyn will not stand up, certain specific people will go. She works as immigration and work in the church. How will I meet immigration officers? For though I preach the gospel, I have nothing to glory of. For necessity is laid on me. Yea, woe is me if I preach not the gospel. Next verse, verse 17, look at something. For if I do this thing willingly, I have a reward. But if against my will, a dispensation of the gospel is committed unto me. If Abana will rise up, certain people will be saved. If she does not, certain people will not be saved. If James will rise up, some people will be saved. If she does not, I will never meet such people in my life. So everybody, somebody, you are responsible for someone else's salvation. Don't sit down and say, what are they talking about? What are they talking about? As for me, I don't know how to preach. As for me, no, 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 no. A dispensation of the gospel. Number three. Every believer must continue to win souls because many are still lost. Don't act as if all men are saved. Many are still lost. Joel chapter 3 verse 14. It's a multitude, multitude are still in the value of decision. That's why this week we will go to Osu for two days. Then we'll go to Winneba for another day. Then on Sunday morning, we try to gather. I came from Bolega yesterday. People must be saved. I, I preached in Bolega. I made an altar call. The altar was filled. And thank God, many pastors came from all over the north to see me. And then Thursday morning, as usual, message on soul winning. Everybody stood on his feet. Because I need to stir my brothers. I need to stir them up. Yesterday I got an invite that a group of bishops are meeting somewhere. They've chosen me as a speaker. I said, hey, topic so winning. Only one topic I preach. Because I alone cannot do much. You alone cannot do much. But if I'm stirred, you are stirred. He is stirred. Ah, sinners will run out of the street. They turn left, you must be born again. They turn right, you must be born again. They turn their back. Even America, I preach about so winning. They took me to a radio. That was the radio started 1954. I preached on seven reasons why you shouldn't go to hell in America. You won't give me offering, carry your offering, go. I came with my own offering. Because there are places that don't preach this message. Don't preach this message. Ha! Forever, oh Lord. Your word is settled. And the same word, we don't have American Bible and the Ghana Bible. It's the same, you must be born again. The same John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. For whosoever believeth, short, long, slim. No matter your size. 
No matter your color. You cannot be saved outside this book. And so ladies and gentlemen, Joel 3.14 says, Many, many, many are in the valley. Multitudes. Multitudes in the valley of decision. For the day of the Lord is nigh. In the valley of decision. Then he says, John 10.16, There are other sheep I must bring. There are other sheep I must bring. Today you go to Sunday morning, many churches are empty. The people are sitting there waiting for souls to come. They say they want blessing. God has blessed them. They don't know what to do anymore. It's going to be a curse on us. It's going to be a curse. Look at powerful testimonies you are sharing. If thousands can hear such testimony, those committing suicide will know there is hope. I don't need to kill myself. But we are very comfortable. Other sheep I have, which are not of this fold, them also I must bring. Everybody shout, I must bring. It's a must. Tell your friend, it's a must. It's a must. Ask him, where are all your friends? What are your classmates? Them also I must bring. Modern day believers, when they see a big church on TV, all people are saved. No. The number of people in the street are more than those in the church. There are others I must bring. Number four, every believer must win souls to free himself from murder charge. There is a murder charge on all of us. Now, if I tell you you are a murderer, will you not get angry at me? But if you don't win souls, you are a murderer. Ezekiel 33. <clears throat> Seven and eight. So now, son of man, I have set thee as a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore, shall I hear the word at my mouth and warn them. So we are supposed to be warning people. People come to your shop. Are you born again, sister? If you die today, where will you go? Warn them. Warn them. Then he said, when I say unto the wicked, oh, wicked man, thou shalt surely die. If thou do not speak to warn the wicked from his ways, that wicked man shall die in his iniquity by his blood. Will I require I thy hands? So, in order to declare yourself free from murder charge, every believer must be a soul winner. Now, let's move to this point. How do I win souls effectively? I've been shouting, shouting, shouting. How do I win souls? The whole church must be schooled. Now, some people think when I come and I'm preaching this kind of message, miracles will not happen. Who told you? You know something, the Thursday morning, I'm talking to them about soul winning and I'm, I'm talking, I'm talking, I'm talking, I'm talking, I'm talking, I'm talking. A man is watching from Kumasi. He has this object moving in his body. I'm not preaching about miracles. So. As he's watching, eh, he said he had a dream and I've come to his room and I put my hands where that object is and I brought the object out. When his eyes came on himself, the object has vanished in his womb. Because when you preach the truth, God is confirming and then two pastors that came to the conference without fuel in their car. When I finished preaching in this park, the gate went from zero to full. If you are clapping, clap better. The gate went from zero to full. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Everything empty in your life shall be filled this week in the name of Jesus. I command your Momo account to be filled. I command your bank account to be filled. I command the gari in your troubles to be filled. I command the rice in your kitchen to be filled. I command the careless environment to be filled with cars. And everyone without a job, you are catching a job this week. 
Somebody give the Lord a shout of praise in Jesus. And I'm preaching for this young prophet. And he said, Bishop, the anointing for signs and wonders is as if they've injected it in your veins. I said, the Bible said they went and preached everywhere. The Lord working with them. Confirming the word. So now, when we even don't talk about miracles, miracles happen. Because when you make the main thing the main thing, everything main becomes your main. So now the pastors and prophets are asking me, what are you doing? What are you doing? What do you do? What do you do? I say, what I do is what I'm doing. What I do is what I'm doing. I'm challenging everybody here. The greatest blessing of your life comes when you become an ambassador for Jesus. So number one, how to win souls effectively take your pain. You need to be schooled in this all-time business of the believer. We will never stop winning souls. So you need to know how to do it. If you are married and you are going to be married for 50 years, will you not learn how to marry? Once an accountant, always an accountant. So you read accounting books. You refresh your mind. You got to know. This is a job for all of us. So winning is every believer's responsibility. How to effectively win. So number one, have the love and compassion of Jesus for the lost. Let your heart be panting after those who don't know Jesus. Have the love and compassion of Jesus for the lost. Matthew 9, 36 and 37. When Jesus saw the multitude. Ay, 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 ay. I mean, when I see people, I don't see them as business people. Anytime I see somebody, I see them. My question is, where is he going? This lady will be fine. So where is she going with the finest? This man is a good politician. Where is he going? Hey! It's important. But when he saw the multitude, he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep without a shepherd. So people who don't know Jesus are like sheep without a shepherd. If a sheep decides to move from Bolegal to Accra, it will never get here. It will end as pepper soup in somebody's support. Then say his disciples, the harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. Stand up and shake to the people and say, join the laborers. The laborers are few. Mercy, join the laborers. The la- Don't say there are many pastors. There are no enough pastors. The laborers are few. Join the laborers. Have compassion. Not for your children, for souls. The laborers are few. Join us in your office. Join us in your business. Join us in your shop. The laborers are few. This year we decided to start seven churches. How many other churches are starting churches? We decided to help to build churches that are not within our jurisdiction. A guy met me in Bolega to come and show me the foundation of the child that has reached this place because I gave them money to buy 100 bucks of cement. This is what we are doing. Build it. Why are you saving your money? Saving in the kingdom. Saving in the kingdom. Lay your hands on your heart and say, Jesus, the compassion that God gave you, 
Give me a letter. Give, pray that prayer. Give me a letter. When you go to America, you enter a hospital and you say you are sick. They will never ask you where you came from. First thing is to treat you first. But here, they treat you first, they check everything about you, and they say, Go. In three months' time, you will receive the, the bill. Hey, if it was here like that, it, it would be nice. Yes, three months, sometimes even three years. And then you, you negotiate how you are going to pay. I met a guy, he said he went to hospital, he paid it after three years. Here. I met a man that had fallen from coconut tree in Konfanochi with a hunchback. And he's been there for three hours screaming. Oh, yeah. So I was in there. I went there to check. This guy is lying on a stretcher with a hunchback, artificial one. I asked the nurse, this guy has been here for three hours. I said, sir, he doesn't have a card. He doesn't have a card. I went to hospital, I forgot about my own, and I started thinking about the guy. So I gave them my money that they should use to do car. Before they fling the car, the man will die. No compassion. They are nurses for money, but not because it's a calling. They are nurses. All these people are treating us. How can we be correct? All these people. We have armed robbers who have become doctors. Armed robbers. So he's in the hospital. He has his private hospital somewhere. When he comes, he says, This sickness will not go. If you lie in this main hospital, come to my base. I will take proper care of you. And then when you go there and it's not working and you are about to die, they say, Run to the main hospital. Wickedness. Wickedness. No compassion. How do you collect money before you take care of somebody? Lay your hands on your heart again. We are also becoming like that. When we see souls. <laughs> Every day when we are coming to there's some boys are playing football. They never go to church. Won't you stop and say, hey boys, enough is enough. Compassion. This one, they will not die of physical disease. They will go, you know, there's a prayer I want to pray, but I don't know whether it's a good prayer or not. That God should send everybody to hell for two minutes. Two minutes is too long. One. 30 seconds. When you come, you throw away your balloon dreams. You will throw away your balloon dreams. Passion. Number two. Pray for your targeted souls. Let your prayer be filled with Jesus. Save souls. Save LGBT people. Save the armed robbers. Save souls. Anyone in my office who is not saved. Don't let there be anybody in my family. You target them. Those who can write their names, write. Why? So winning is warfare. Until you pray for God to open their heart. And to heal their blindness, they can be saved. So people don't serve Jesus for two reasons. Their heart is closed and they are blind. So look at it. Acts sixteen fourteen. The Bible said, Paul, they went to a place to pray. And they found a woman called Lydia from the city of Thyatira. He was a seller of purple. Whose heart the Lord opened. See? So until God opened their heart, they won't be saved. So that's why we pray for souls. Father, in the name of Jesus, open the heart of my friend. 
open the heart of my partner. Otherwise, when we were preaching, they would be laughing. He said, Sister, stop what you are saying. You know, you know, I was a Sunday school prefect, so I know all that you are talking about. And here they won't go to church. Their heart is closed. Bishop Oedipus said, When people used to preach, my friend, stop now. I was born on Sunday. My mother gave birth to me in the church. Where were you born? And that's how he was doing uh, until at the age of 16. A school teacher spoke to him salvation. He used to tell people, I was born. He said his mother gave birth to him Sunday morning, morning devotion, in the church. So when we are preaching, he said, where were you born? I was born in the church on Sunday morning. You are telling me to get born again. I was born, born again. There are many people like that. They will argue. They will say all sorts of things. But they are on their way to hell. So you pray, you pray, you pray, you pray. Look at John 12, 40. I want to show you something. Nobody wants to go to hell. But their hearts are closed. And their eyes are blind. He had blinded their eyes. And hardened their heart. That they should not see with their eye. Nor understand with their heart. And be converted. And that I should heal them. Now, notice this scripture. This is the reason why people don't follow Jesus. Their hearts are closed. Their eyes are blind. Whoa! So 2 Corinthians 4, 3 to 4 says, If this good news is hidden, it's hidden to them whom the God of this world has blinded their eye. Has blinded their eye. Has blinded their eye. So you see two bishops, men bishops, who are married to one another. Two bishops. Not one bishopric woman. Who, two men. Having a wedding anniversary. They say until 1974, homosexuality was counted among, among the things that show madness. And truly, truly. But why are people behaving this way? Blinded their minds. Their minds. Their minds. They are educated, but they are not enlightened. Blinded their minds. So we need to pray. Father, it is not just preaching. You need to first pray for your target. It's like somebody reading something, and he read it. When he gets to say, uh we call it the aha moment. The eyes are now open. Are they reading this thing? Now I just, uh-huh. Until you pray for them to get to the aha uh-huh moment, they will go to hell. Somebody say aha uh-huh moment. When the blindness. Some of you are even in church. Concerning Titan, you have not come to the aha uh-huh moment yet. What is this Titan about? And what is this? While some of us are breaking through from left to right, you are still delaying. You don't understand Titan. May the Lord bring you to the aha uh-huh moment of your financial life. Aha uh-huh moment. So, we need to pray that God will open their heart and their eyes. Number two, preach the blessing of accepting Jesus and the consequences of rejecting him. Most of the time, our preaching is only filled with, if you come, God will bless you. He say, I'm already blessed. I'm already blessed. If you come, God will give you a car. I already have a car. That is not a full gospel. The gospel is, he will bless you when you come and you will bear the consequences when you reject him. That's the full gospel. The full gospel. Why are men going to hell? For rejecting Jesus. It's not an option. 
if I like, I take. If, if you reject it, whoa. So when you are preaching, you show them, since I became born again, this is what has happened to me. Before, before, this is where I used to be. But I want you to know, if you reject this message, and you die without Jesus, you have made a horrible choice for your life. John 3, 16 to 18. And as I'm preaching like this, I'm also trying to convince you. Some of you are serving God, but you are not even happy serving. As you be near corner, who could you be on? For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believed in Him should not, should not. Can I hear your response? Should not. So whosoever does not believe in Him shall perish. That's the message. It's not that if you like receive. If you don't like receive. If you don't receive. There are consequences. But have everlasting life. Next verse 17. Now this is the prayer. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world. But that the world through him might be saved. Verse 18. Very very important. Let's read together. Ready go. Read it with a baritonic voice. Ready, go. Is is not is not how many have believed? L- lift your hands. So you are not condemned. There is no condemnation. Now let's continue. But he that believeth not is already condemned because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten son of God. Very dangerous. Eh? And I like, he didn't say he has not believed in God. Many people, what offends them is the name Jesus. He has not believed in the name. In the name. Oh, there are many ways of, you are lying. There is only one name. I want to go through Hare Krishna, you are lost. I want to go through Moha, you are lost. I want to go through whatever, you are lost. We have to boldly tell them. Because he has not believed in the name. Eh? As for God, they have different names of God. Some people call him Atanium. Oh, what do they say? Where are the God people? Atanium. Some people do call him what? They always call him what? Mauli. So Mauli means what? God is here. So the God is what? Mau. The Ashantis call him what? <laughs> But you can call the name a million times. You won't be saved. He has connected salvation to the name. This is the deception in the world. Of the only begotten son of God. For a Christian to be interviewed and they say, um, Is Jesus the only way to go to heaven? No, Or you can't give a straightforward answer. Like this, like this, like this, like this. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe what? Maybe what? You need to be convinced. What is taking you to heaven is not God. It's Jesus. It's what? Jesus. Cape Coast can't take you to Cape Coast. It's the road that takes you to Cape Coast. Ready, I go. I will go to Cape Coast. You go. You need a road. And Jesus is the way, 
the truth and the life. You like it, take it. You don't like it, reject it. One day you go to hell, you know all the names you are mentioning, they are there with you. They are your tenants. Buha, Gaga, Hari. They are your tenants. But anytime Jesus appears in hell, there's light. Hell is a place of darkness, there's no light. The only way you see somebody is hell is if Jesus goes with you. When he gets there, the light through the people begin to see their friends and others. Hey, I saw Kokume no hello. If you go alone, you won't see anybody. It is pitch black. I just did the latest book. 15 reasons to avoid not to go to hell with real frightening pictures. People are playing games. <laughs> How I wish I can pluck my heart and punch it into your own. We are not here to collect your offering, my friend. You must be saved. Put away the money nonsense. You go to have you realize that this thing we are working on it, working on it. So one day they came to threaten Jesus with money. You say these people don't know. He said, "Hey, boy, go to the sea. You meet a tilapia. Don't need chase bank. You meet a tilapia. I have money in his mouth." He wanted to show them how money don't have effect on him. And I don't know what he meant. Pala or Tinapa or whatever. As they did the world, hey, Money on the floor. Money on the floor. Money on the floor. Somebody shout Jesus three times. Jesus. 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 Now listen. If you miss somebody, you tell them they get angry. Don't mind them. You, you see, the truth is the truth. You like it. You don't like it. The truth is the truth. Don't back up. Stay there until one day when they realize they are buffoon. I say, oh, my friend told me. My friend told him. And so, ladies and gentlemen, what we are saying is that you need to let them know the blessing and the consequences of rejection. Then number four, offer a compelling invitation. Offer what? Offer what? I want to hear the word compelling. Offer what? A compelling invitation. Stand up here, boy. Come here. Now, I want to invite you to church. Then I say, oh, you know, uh, our church, eh? would you like to go? They will always say no. They will always say no. But I say, how old are you? 27. Charlie, maybe you'll not get to 28. And the reason why I'm saying that is that if you don't know Jesus... You are a chicken in the devil's poultry farm. As I'm even talking to you, maybe they are preparing you for lunch today. And since you don't know Jesus, we can't guarantee your longevity. The devil can kill you at any time. God doesn't kill people. He calls people. Write that statement. That he doesn't kill people. He calls them. When you finish your work, then he calls you. As for the devil there, he kills people. And the killer has no timetable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A killer has no. We have seen people arm robbers enter their house. They didn't pick anything, they just killed them. They said that we have been hired to come and do a clean job. They left your mobile phone there. A killer has no time to say, Boy, we offer, come here, a compelling invitation. So, I want you to follow me to tell, Oh, Pastor, eh, we have a family engagement. I will come next week. I say, No, you may not return. 
Because the Bible says it is appointed unto man to die once. And after that, then, Pastor, what about you when you die? Me, when I die, I'll be very happy. In fact, I want to die. Because when I die, I'm going to heaven. My only problem is that I can't kill myself. Otherwise, there is a better place than this place. You know, I met a white man. I'm praying on a park in America. And I see this white man sitting down there. And then she's there. And the Holy Ghost said, are you leaving this man alone? Are you leaving this man alone? The man had tattoo everywhere. The tattoo almost frightened me. I said, no, I have the Holy Ghost. So I mastered some tongue. Ballet, kalama, sumbele, haya. I said, boss, boss, he's lifted his eye. It was Sunday morning. Are you going to church today? Ah, my mother used to go to church. When my mother was alive, I used to go to church. Since he died, I've not been going for a very long, 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 long time. I said, your mother is waiting to welcome you in heaven. He said, pastor, you know, I travel all over. I just came from Alaska. Do you know Alaska? Then he mentioned, he mentioned one place. He said, that place it is six months sun and six months darkness. So I asked him, how do you sleep? He said, well, we are going to sleep. We draw the curtain because it is sun throughout, morning to night. Sun throughout. And the day it is darkness, to, darkness throughout. So they have six months of sunlight. 24 hours. And another six months of darkness. I said, hey, we <laughs> Then I said to him, you must be born again. You must be born again. I said, because of my job, I've not been going to church for a very long, long time. I said, hey, sir, if you make a mistake and you die without Jesus, the only unfortunate thing is that I don't live there. Every time I enter a restaurant, I'll bring a soul. You know, I see people following me, pastors from America, and we go to sit down to eat. And they are eating like ordinary people. No, I don't eat like that. Every waiter that brings me the food. When you come and say, eh, babe, when you die, because America, you don't say God will do this, God will. They have too many things, so that message doesn't work on them. But everybody is afraid of death. Even if you were born in McDonald's, you are afraid of death. You are inviting somebody to church. Don't say, will you come? No. Offer a compelling invitation. And what I'm saying, I'm not joking. It is true that if you die now without Jesus, we have lost. Are you going to die as an asset or you die as a liability? So Luke 14, 23. It said, compel them to come. And I counsel. One day I called one of my young ladies. Where are you? I said, I'm, I'm swimming in Labadi. What? Sunday. I said, in the name of Jesus. The next swimming, you are not coming out of the water. She jumped out and wore the swimming costume. Two days later, she was in church. Give the Lord a shout. <laughs> I said, you jump into the water again. Before you pray the sinner's prayer, the water will carry you away. How, oh, Pastor, you are frightening people. Hell is more frightening than what I'm doing. What I'm doing is a joke. If you like, let me show you one demon. Go into the highways and the hedges and compel them compel them one more Sunday now could you have a book 
These are the things people are going to meet in hell. Give me other ones. This one is not frightening enough. Yes. This figure. Oh, they have our life there. Oh, if you see a pastor preaching and sweating, say, oh, this man of God. What is wrong with that? Yes. Yes. You see, you are bowed down your head. But when you go to hell, these are your chamber neighbors. Chamber neighbors. These are See, red demons, this is the way they look. Do you know why? When God threw them on earth, he disfigured them. So, broken legs, broken nose, so, disgruntled. So, when they see Kakra fine like this, look at the demon. How God has disfigured. He said, ah, you'll be fine like this. We will destroy you. So, if they catch a, a nice pastor like Kobe, ah, they will eat you. Look, look at how God has punished them and changed them. And you are looking like the image of God. And that explains why demons hate people. I want you to know. Why demons hate us is God. We are still walking in the image of God. And they have lost that image. They have lost that image. Serve God with understanding. Serve God with understanding. Give me another one. These were angels. Oh. These were angels. And these are the people that will tear people's body into pieces. Yeah. Merciless demons. Yes. The Americans will say that pastor is frightening people. This is a, we have a word they use for it. This is a whatever. Causing fear and panic. Fear and panic. Fear and panic, panic oh brother. These are demons. These are the people that if you don't serve God. So staying with people like this and living in a garage, which one is good? Because your Gary finished, you didn't come to church. Gary? Because you have been looking for a job. For one man now, you have not worked. You are angry with Jesus. Because of this, Compel them. You can't say if you like come your own child. No, 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 no. Josie. Josie, are you coming with me to church? Go and tell Elijah that. We are going to the house. Christians are so relaxed. Even our little girls, mommy, mommy, today I don't you don't like what? Mama doesn't have a knowledge of hell. That's why mama is also misbehaving with the future of his children. But I'm going to tell you the truth. Without painting it, without icing it, I give you raw cake to eat. Tell your friend, compel them. So, if you see all these demons, will you tell somebody, are you coming to church with me? Are you? Compel them. Hey. Put pressure on your soul. Direct them to church with accurate information. Peradventure, stand somewhere in the corner with your phone. And call Lucy, are you coming? I'm waiting for you. We must do this day with a compelling attitude. To save us from something serious. 
Our cars are good. Our whatever is good. But that's not the reason. Compelling invitation. Number five. Assist your souls and carry them to church. Assist. If they need glory, forgive them. If they need clothing, give them. If they need food, give them. If you have to carry your car to pick them to church, do it. Do it. God gave you that car for a purpose. Assisting, carrying souls to church for their establishment. Arrange transportation for them. Hmm? Acts 3, 1 and 2. Peter and James went to the temple at the hour of prayer. I like it so much. A certain man was lame in his mother's womb. Was carried. Whom? So some people must be carried. That's why we do our busing ministry. They must be carried. Put money into sewing programs. It is the only investment without regret and loss. Luke 8, 1 and 3. Jesus was preaching. Going all over. Preaching. And there were certain women that supported his ministry with their substances. So next coming Sunday is an Akazo Sunday. Luke 14, 23 to 24. He said, go around and compel them to come. There was a certain man which had a supper. Huh? Luke 14, 23. Go out. And people were giving excuses. He said, no, overcome the excuses. Don't allow people to give excuses. Between this week and Sunday, three things you must do. Number one, you must be on a forceful rescue mission. Forceful rescue mission. Number two, radical soul searching. Set for souls. Set for souls. Number three, compelling invitation. Compelling invitation. So what we have decided to do, we are doing various, various outreaches. What is my reward? <laughs> what is my reward? Number one, the blessing of obedience. When you obey Matthew 28, all these blessings will come upon you. Matthew 28. 19. Go into other world. Hmm? And preach. When you go, it will be 28. One will follow you. If you hearken diligently to the voice of the Lord thy God. Eh? And observe to do all these blessings. Ah. There is a blessing of obedience that comes on soul winners. This week, you will never miss your blessing. Somebody shall amen. amen. Number two, the blessing of favor. The blessing of favor comes from those who make God happy. And there is only one thing that makes God happy. When you marry, you are not making God happy. When you buy a car, you are not making God happy. When you graduate, you are making yourself and your family happy. But one thing makes God happy. Luke chapter 15 verse 10. Heaven rejoices over one sinner. Heaven rejoices over one sinner. Now, let's read Luke chapter 15, 8 to 10. If a woman have, having 10 pieces of silver, if she loses one, do not light a candle and sweep the house and see diligently till they find it. And when he finds it, she called her friends and neighbors together, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the piece which I have lost. Verse 10. Ah, likewise. I say to you, they rejoin the presence of the angels of God over one sinner that repent. Tap your neighbor and say, neighbor, put heaven in a party mood. Shake him, shake, shake her. Say, will you do something that will make heaven have a party? Heaven don't have a party because somebody died, they buried him yesterday and today is Sunday. David. Heaven rejoices over one sinner 
In Luke chapter 15, that story is repeated three times. Heaven rejoices over one sinner. Heaven rejoices over one sinner. One to seven. Heaven is rejoicing. Eight and ten. Heaven is rejoicing. The, the Twelve to twenty-four. The prodigal son came home. Let's make merry. The only thing. And you see, when a big man becomes happy, he releases favor. <laughs> favor flows. When a big man is happy. Eh? Daniel 12, 3. They that turn many unto righteousness shall shine like stars forever and forever. And thou, Lord, will bless the righteous. Psalm 5, verse 12. With favor will you compass it. Every soul winner enjoys favor in the morning, in the afternoon, in the evening. Ah, use your DP to preach. Talk to your friend. Send them books. Send them messages. Introduce people to podcasts. Maybe you can't preach, but what I preach, send it to somebody. Ah, you are preaching. And as you are doing that, you are putting heaven in the party mode. And then favor on the left, favor on the right, favor. People that win souls enjoy favor. I declare this week as your week of favor. You get a car you didn't use your money to buy. You get a scholarship you did not apply for. Take it in the name of Jesus. Somebody is going for an interview. You have already passed before you got there. Favor in front of you. Favor on the left. Favor on the right. Favor at the back. Somebody shout favor. Life becomes groovy when you walk in favor. Someone is going to go to shopping with your name. Ay, 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 today's testimony i was very excited somebody has gone to build a house 17 years labor for 17 years people think we are wasting our time whilst the man of god was in the church let's go to kotobabi let's go to accra more let's go to accra more anytime you go somebody will buy 1000 blocks and start building And then the man of God continue winning souls. Ah, let's go to Osu. God says, I'll swim for him. Somebody's in favor. Tell somebody and say, this week, what they struggle for, it will come to you by favor. Who likes free things like me? Free things is good. The way you do struggle, boy. Is it not nice that you wake up tomorrow morning and somebody has driven a Mercedes in your driveway? Whoa! All my guests who are not married, your wedding will be sponsored by the favor of God. I see 21 people looking for a job. By Wednesday, they will call you by themselves without interview because favor is coming upon your life. And anybody who has brought one soul, two soul, three souls to church, favor will never end in your life. Favor will never end in your life. Faith. One of the sweetest messages when somebody calls you and he says, What do you want? Most of the time I can't answer. What do you want? This week somebody will hear. What do you want? Everybody lifting his hand, something will hit you. I said, This week somebody will call you and ask you what do you want and they will give you more than your request somebody shall favor and I profess that there is an office you don't deserve but the demons will fight and fight and fight finally it shall be given to you by default don't 
forget today's testimonial. People were busy building. This man is a Kumasi man. I don't even know whether he can swim. He swims. Hiya. A bossu saba. Swimming pool. Some of you don't know how to drive. You get a car before you learn how to drive. By the power of the favor of God, you get a car before you learn how to drive. You get an invite before you get a passport. Favor will go ahead of you. And it will open impossible doors. Somebody shout, I'm a soul winner. Master. Soul winner. Brings you favor. That makes you get what you didn't labor for. I go to win souls and God is boutique for me. I got here. Yo, yo, dimachi. That's your name. I say, yo, yo, dimachi. You go so winning. Kina na mechrono. Ninkuma kuko. Ninkuma nenche. Ninkuma nipa. Yo, yo, dimachi. Na yengo so winning. The power of God has come over that lady. Everywhere they've gang up against you. Watch my mouth. From now till seven days. What happened to Pastor David will happen to many, many, many people. They took your company from you. It will be a year. It will not get to a year. I stand on this mighty favor testimony. And I declare your own is the next to be shared on this exalted earth. Wherever men have gang up against you. Because you are working for God, God will also work for you. He will turn everything around for your good. Somebody shall remain here. Number three, when you win souls, you enter into divine prosperity. Divine what? Divine what? Divine what? Divine what? Ah. John 4 36. He that reaper receive wages. Every soul winner is on God's payroll. Don't steal. You don't need to. Every soul winner is on God's payroll. God has a payroll where he pays people. From today, you are joining those who are eating from what? God's payroll. Glory to God. One day, somebody gave me 100 guinea fowls. I said, Abba. I don't need to give you I don't know. I've never prayed for guinea fowl in my life. I met somebody the other day. I said, I owe you 100 goats. I said, hey, go to there. My favorite. Some people should get happy because they know I can't chew this in alone. It will be a kebab boutique. Very soon, you won't pray for many things. Whilst you are busy working for God, God will be busy working for you. Luke twenty two thirty five. He said, "When I send you, did you lack anything? Just go. Stop work. I know you work hard, but also work hard in winning souls. Don't waste all your time. Did you lack anything? Oh man of God, I want to encourage you. Be patient. You know some pastors, small small boys. As soon as they come into ministry, they want everything. Be careful. Many men of God can handle money. They will choose money and leave the ministry." So God keeps many, many things away from pastors. 
and it's good for you. It's good for you. It's good for you. Some of you, they tell you to pay a tithe of 300, you'll be happy. But if they, pay you, they tell you to pay a tithe of 35,000, you say, ah, I don't know. We'll be the better wedding. Eh? God said, put him, put him here, put him here, put him here. Tell your friend, be patient. God has a good plan for you. Very, very, very good plan. Some of you, God doesn't train you and he blesses you with a very good specialized car. Instead of going on, so you'll be driving through Osu when nobody has called you. You just drive, you get to KFC, nobody is calling you. You just pack, collect fans. You enter inside, don't buy anything, come back to sit in the car. Go round, round, round. Man of God! May you be mature to handle the blessings of God. Hallelujah. I see prosperity coming to your house. Are you hearing me? Nobody works for God and enters into depth. It never happens. Lift up your hands to the Lord. Finally, you will be great in your generation. Daniel 12, 3. They, that tend, they shall shine like stars. Not for some time like this. stars. A bunny, not top bunny, and car bunny. Young, young girls. They will, they will serve Jesus. Ask for all the slave queens. They have been slain. But those that serve Jesus, greatness, they will shine like stars. Not for some time. Forever, till forever, till forever. May you be a star in your family. May you be a star in your office. This week, you will share a star testimony. Testimony that stars share is what you will share. Lift your hands and tell the Lord, Lord, make me a soul winner. Help me use my influence. Yes. All of us are influential, man. Use it to talk to people about Jesus. Lift your hands. Use me, Lord. Use me, Lord. I May the Lord establish you strong. Use me, Lord. May the Lord lay his hands on you. No man can move you out of your position. When souls talk to people about Jesus. Use me, Lord. Everybody say, use me, Lord. This week. Next Sunday, everybody's bringing his souls to church. Use me, Lord. Use me, Lord. Use me, Lord. Use me to stop somebody from you. There is a lady here, your name is called Abba Kwansa. Listen to me. Abba Kwansa, you are sitting in the congregation. There is something I have to tell you. Everybody lift your hands. Abba Kwansa. Um, 
Sunday we are all required to bring some souls together. Nobody come here next Sunday. Students, wherever. You want to pass your exams? You heard somebody's testimony. He said he didn't understand. Then only two people got A. God gave the person A. Whatever it takes process to do, God can do it in a moment. Don't worry yourself. Everyone next Sunday is an Akazo Sunday. All the souls you have won, organize their transportation. I'm going to preach on salvation to them. Bring them to church. Nobody comes here empty-handed. Commit your life and say, Lord, give me souls for next Sunday service. Give me souls. Give me souls for next Sunday service. Give me souls. When you call, I will answer. When you call, ask for souls. Ask for souls. You will present to me next Sunday. I'll be somewhere. There is a lady here. Whilst I'm preaching, there is blood in your panties. You are having how, how do they call it? hemorrhage? Hemorrhage, old English. I need some new English. Yeah, blood. No, it's losing blood. Hemorrhage, blood. There is blood. Yes, and you have been trying and trying and trying and trying and trying and trying and trying. Today marks the end of that issue of blood in your life. Wherever you are sitting, I command the blood to stop in the name of Jesus. The blood stops in the name of Jesus. The blood. So when I close the service, just go to uh, washroom and check. You see that you are healed. You see that you are healed. You see that you are healed. 21 people are getting new jobs this week. New jobs. Three people are driving cars they won't buy before next Sunday. God is releasing some blessings in this place. And I saw a businessman here. You are getting your first one million dollar contract. Jesus. First one. All business people, lift your hand because nobody's name was mentioned. It's going to be one million dollar contract. Somebody say, I receive it. I receive it. Take your offering. <laughs> when you call, I will answer. Next Sunday, everybody has an appointment with God. Bring somebody from your office. That's the job. Regina. Hey, Mama Regina. Ah, you are looking very nice. With your glasses. What? My God. When you call, when you call, I will answer. When you call, I will answer. I will be somewhere. Work it for go somewhere and work for God. Somewhere in the saloon. When you call, when you call, you are a driver. Play preaching in your car. You are a taxi driver. Put some trash. I'll be somewhere. Working for somewhere. 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 Father, thank you. Bless everyone. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. Everybody lift your right hand. Now, put it down. You know why you lifted your hands? Everybody sitting here, your name is in the book of life. But, 
if you don't follow Jesus and you die, they take your name out. So when Moses was speaking, he says that, Lord, if you will not forgive them, take my name out. The name is already there. So it's not now that he's going to write your name. It's there. But if you die without God, then your name is taken out. So Revelation 20, 50, whosoever name was not found, he didn't say was not written, was not found. Because as soon as you die without Jesus, your name automatically vanishes from the book. Brother, I don't want your name to be missing in the book of life. Because those are the ones that can make it to heaven and escape hell. So you are here, you don't know Jesus. You want to say, Pastor, today I want to be born again. You are here, your name. You know that you don't know Jesus. Stand on your feet wherever you are. Don't delay, time is not on our side. In the next three seconds, something can happen to you. And you have no future if you die without Jesus. Yes. Don't try to do anything without Jesus. Come to me on the altar. Come. From the top. You don't know Jesus. Come. This is not a game. Run to the altar, boy. He's the one that loves you. He's the one that died for you. Nobody has died for you. Don't be deceived. I used to be a Muslim myself. You know if you die without Jesus, those demons will show on the distance. They are going to mess you up. Run to the altar. Let's encourage them. Those of you coming from the top, I'm waiting for you. Run, 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 run. Don't post. Don't post and say, my friends are watching me. Your friend must run for his life. You must also run for your life. The father cannot be saved for the son. The son cannot be saved for the sister. The friend cannot be saved for the friend. Everybody must be saved. Today, we Muslims are having revelation of Jesus. Everything you are looking for is in him. You miss him, you miss everything. You miss him, you miss everything. Wow. Some of you are also here. You used to go to church. You are basalated. Or your mother gave birth to you in the church, but you are not born again. Your father established some church in Ghana, but you are not born again. Or you used to go to church, now you are basalada. You are a social commentator. The heaven, all of us are struggling to. You have stopped your own struggle and you are criticizing others who are struggling. You want to say, Lord, I want to renew my commitment to Jesus. Come to the altar. Everybody, lift your hands, lift your hands, lift your hands. Lift your hands. Pray this prayer. Say, Jesus. Jesus. I come to you today. I come to you today. Lord, I'm a sinner. Lord, I'm a sinner. Forgive me my sins. Forgive me my sins. I receive you. I receive you. As my Lord. As my Lord. And personal Savior. Personal Savior. Lord, help me. Lord, help me. I don't want to go to hell. I don't want to go to hell. Thank you. Thank you. For dying for me. Dying for me. I'm born again I'm today. Born again today. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message. We believe your needs were met and every word kept you in closer fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Want more? Find us on Facebook by searching Holy Hill Chapel AG or Reverend Kojo Boatendempa. Or you can join our Supernatural Generation family. You can also subscribe on YouTube by searching Kojo Boatendempa for our video messages to further boost your faith. We look forward to hearing your testimony through any of our social media handles on Facebook, Instagram or Twitter.